Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. Because of the global pandemic, the last thing we're thinking about right now is travel. But we will travel again, and when we do, we want to be ready. On this episode, I interview Danielle Broshart, solo traveler and entrepreneur. She's passionate about travel and says it totally changed her mindset. Danielle loves adventure and journals about her experiences on the road, which has led to a new business venture. Hope you enjoy listening. I did not travel when I was a kid. So it's interesting because most people, I think, assume when they've heard that I've been to almost 40 countries uh, that I started traveling when I was really young or, you know, began when I was a child. But the first time that I went was uh, to Australia when I was 23 and I studied abroad. So I thought and they went by myself and I it awakened something inside of me that I can't even explain to you. And all of a sudden I was like, I need to be doing this more. So when I was in Australia, I decided to continue to travel and went to New Zealand and Fiji on my way home. And then that just sparked something inside of me to continue to travel as much as possible. So I've traveled solo. And then I also have traveled with friends and my significant other and all of that. So it's really been something that's shaped my life for the last 13 or so years. Well, and I think I think a lot of our listeners would love to embrace that lifestyle. (laughs) Talk about the solo lifestyle Mm. uh, and solo as a woman. Yes. I think the first thing that um, comes to mind when people hear that I'm solo traveling as a woman is, aren't you scared all the time? And honestly, it never even really crosses my mind. Um, of course, different destinations will change your mind on that. But I think for the most part, uh, if you're savvy and somewhat smart and go into it, knowing, keeping your eyes open, that it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, I think the idea of it is almost more terrifying than actually doing it. I think the hardest part is booking the ticket and getting on the plane. And then once you're there and you get there and you're settled, you realize it's really not that different than being with your friends. It's a little, uh, it is terrifying, right? But it's wonderful and it's enlightening and it's exciting. And you're sitting there. I can remember one time being, I went solo to Paris, for example, and I'm sitting there kind of feeling lonely. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm sitting and I'm looking at the Eiffel Tower and I'm drinking a glass of wine and I'm reading a book. And there's something so incredibly fulfilling that I can do this by myself and I can be satisfied with sitting by myself. And I don't think we get a lot of opportunities to just sit by ourselves very often. And I think that's something that solo travel really brings out of you and it kind of punches you in the face right away. And then all of a sudden you're, you, you're in it and it's so incredible. Do you have to have a level of, of courage to start it. I know on your blog, you have a great blog and you have some great information there for people, for our listeners who might want to jump into this. Yes. What does it take to take that first step, I guess? I think the hardest part is taking the first step and not being worried about what other people are going to think about you. Because I think there's a lot of fear behind doing it. And are people going to judge you that you want to go by yourself? Or are my parents going to let me go? Or are my friends going to think I'm weird that I don't want them to join along with me? And I think the hardest part is taking that first step. But I think you just need to not be worried what other people are going to think about you in the process of this, because it's for you. And I think you will learn and grow uh, for yourself in more ways than you can ever imagine. So 
think about the outcome and think about what you're going to gain from this and don't think about what other people are going to think about you. So I think the hardest part literally is booking that ticket. And then all of a sudden you're going to book the ticket and you're going to be like, okay, I can do this. I can really do this. And then you're going to get on the plane and you're going to get off and you're going to be scared, but you're going to make it work. And like I said, you're going to be, you know, savvy and you're going to be smart and you're going to look around you and you're not going to put yourself in situations that may not be smart by yourself. But I think it's things that you're going to become more aware of the more you do it. And I think that has completely shaped my independence and who I am because I started becoming more aware of my surroundings and who I am. And okay, I don't want to be out late at night by myself. So I'm going to be home by 9 p.m. and that sort of thing. So and that, and that would be if you were a man or a woman, Correct. right? It wouldn't be a gender issue no. there. So. And okay. I do feel like nowadays it's so much more common for women to be traveling by themselves. I have been all over the world and I always try to do different walking tours or bike tours or different things. And um, it's incredible how often you'll meet other women who are traveling by themselves in those situations. And then you have someone to go to dinner with if you want to. And you have an incredible conversation with another woman who's by herself. And you may never see her again. But wow, it was really neat to be able to connect with someone on a level like that because you're both out of your comfort zone and you both just did something kind of crazy traveling by yourself and going on this walking tour and being able to do it. And it's just amazing the connection that you can make from that as well. So what does it say about the life journey? Yes. That the way you approach life then, does it change your mindset even when you're not traveling? Yes. I think it's completely shifted my life mindset okay. um, because like I mentioned, I didn't travel or I didn't even have this idea of traveling until I was 23 and just decided to do that. I think studying abroad helped because it sort of was the catalyst to get me there and it had a little bit of structure around it. But I think it's completely changed my mindset of feeling like, okay, not only am I not as scared to do things because now you know you can kind of handle different situations, flight delays, you know, being stuck in some sort of weird situation that you have to work yourself out of. But it's also just realizing that like you can do it, you can do it and you'll figure it out and you'll work your way through it. And I feel like that in life, it sounds so simple, but it kind of makes you realize like I can actually do this, you know, and you don't have to be scared to do it. Um, I think we were sort of told again as women, like, oh, we shouldn't, don't, don't do this. It's scary. I mean, I don't, couldn't tell you, like I said, my parents countless times, are you sure you want to do this? You know? And I think they realized I wasn't going to stop. And so, and they know I'm smart and that I'm going to figure it out. And I wouldn't put myself in situations that I think would, you know, scare me and that sort of thing. So I think it's just learning and growing. And I think, yeah, your life situation just becomes and shapes through that. I just became, I think, just um, a better person here in my day-to-day life from doing those traveling. I also just, as I mentioned about meeting people, like it's made me in the last 15 years not as scared to meet people and put myself out there. And because you realize like, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? So it almost makes you less shy or less terrified to put yourself out there because you realize, you know, there's incredible people out there that you can meet here and abroad. So it's kind of interesting that when you put yourself in those situations, how you can really expand your, your knowledge and who you are and what you love and the things that you can learn. Well, and, and I think too, maybe you realize uh, that we're all humans. Yes. That, you know, the human condition 
is similar right. and in, you sort of take on the world when you do that when you put yourself alone yeah in front of the world yes I wonder if it's something like that it's so you know? true and I think when you're also not with a man or even another woman you're sort of strip down to who you are and you're there and you're like, okay, I'm kind of afraid or I'm kind of excited or, you know, and you can be whatever you want to be. And it's really a neat thing. And as I mentioned, going to dinner, for example, with someone who you just met on a travel experience, it's just amazing how deep you get with someone, even though you may only know them for one day, but it's really getting down, I think, to the core of who you are. And that is really exciting if you let yourself get there. Yeah. And that, yeah. I think, solo travel does more than so many other things. Well, it's it's become so much more affordable these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are so many resources out there. Yes. And your blog is a great resource. And it turned into a business. Yes. So you, you were traveling, you were... Uh, talk about your business. Yeah. Uh, so I had been traveling all over the world, luckily enough, just by saving. And we can talk about that, yeah. of how I've done that. Um, but really, I was making travel journals almost in every location that I was going to. So it started out after college. I went on a you know few months through Europe. And I had a friend who met me there. And she had this idea that we would, in our journal, start gluing things in them. And I loved this idea and I have just taken it (laughs) to heart almost too much because now I have, you know, 25, 30 journals um, from all over the world that have these glued in items. So ticket stubs or plane tickets, um, entry tickets, receipts, postcards and all sorts of things. So a few years ago, I realized I loved this idea of journaling and I don't know many other people who do it this way. And so I created the Pack This Journal as a way to have a travel journal specifically made that's great for traveling. So it has a hard cover so you can kind of put it anywhere in your backpack or your suitcase, throw it it anywhere. Um, But it also includes glue dots and photo corners and things that you can glue in those items on the go. Like I said, I had bought different things along the way, or if you forgot, and I always hated if I forgot things. So the idea is that you can literally pack this journal with you, and it just will help you remember those different memories from your trip. It's just, I have so many things in my journals that I'm like, gosh, remember that amazing meal that we had? It's so simple, but it's just a receipt, right? And the things like that, that you're like, you wouldn't remember that if you didn't glue that specific item in or the ticket stub from the Colosseum in Rome. It's like, gosh, this is so cool that I still have this because it gets lost in the shuffle even when you're doing a weekend trip. Right, right. So it's just so neat. And having to... it all in one place. Oh, I love I it. I have all of mine yes. in, a, in a baggie somewhere yeah. and it's yeah. not all together. And I keep, I wished I had done that with the kids. Yeah. And so I like the idea of maybe a journal per trip. Yes. And is that how you've done it? That's how of? I've done it. Okay. Um, I think you can you can do it different ways. Some people are not journalers, right? right. So the idea of them having to write down. But sticking stuff but in. Exactly. drawing pictures. Scrapbooking yeah. it in a yes. way. And I like that. Um, I am a journaler. I like the idea yeah. of writing down your thoughts throughout. Because, again, if you're traveling solo, sometimes all you've got is your notebook and, and, your, thoughts. and your thoughts. And you're kind of <laughs> yeah. like, okay, what do I, yeah. where do I do? Yeah. Um, so it's just nice that you can have these moments. And, gosh, I can remember I mentioned that trip to Paris where I was sitting there – 
I can remember feeling incredibly vulnerable and alone and kind of sad and you know you don't know why and I have that all written down in a journal and then the next day I was feeling better and I was feeling invigorated and I have that all written down in a journal along with the ticket stub of going to the top of the Eiffel Tower after I did that along with the receipt from that wine that I mentioned that I was having and it's just kind of it just brings you back and it's a way to remember these really incredible moments in your life that I think are so fleeting and they're so quick. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look back on this journal a few years later and it brings you right back That's to right. it. That's right. And what I'm seeing from, we, we're so digitally immersed yes. that I'm seeing some of my students and my own daughters mm. really liking the hard copy. They mm. love the paper. They love the texture. Yes. And if they have any artistic, you know, ability... They love putting things together. So I love that for all ages, really. That's the hope. I have a kid's journal as well that is for, you know, if you're road tripping with your kids and you want them to kind of start writing small things and glue in those items. Collecting things. Yeah. Yeah. So it has, you know, some coloring pages in it and that sort of thing. But I think really, like you said, it's, we live in such a digital world now and we're Instagramming and everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't want this journal to be perfect. I don't want it to be like this beautiful colored bullet journal. Journal. I think it should be what you make of it. If you're really artistic, make it really artistic. I am not. My handwriting's terrible. You know, I, I like that it's sort of like a mishmash of all things right. because that's me and that's my trips and that's what I love about it. So, you know, I have journals that are so thick, full of maps that I found or things that I used or right. ripped out pages from a guidebook because I want to remember that. Right. And then there's other journals that don't have a lot of stuff in it. And it was like, you know, a trip that I felt I was, I didn't want to journal that time. And that's okay, you know, but I have a few days in there. And I think that's important to note too, that I just wasn't feeling that I needed to journal this time. So I think people put a lot of pressure in today's world because everything's so visually beautiful on Instagram and Facebook, but this gets to be exactly what you want it to be. And I think you get to remember those trips in a different way than you did. You know, we used to like my first time traveling, I can remember, you know, you're taking pictures and it's, I don't even know if I ever really, you know, printed them or did anything with them. So this is just a different way instead of using pictures to remember your trip. Sure, sure. And I know I know whenever we do our study abroad trips, we yeah. have our students journal oh, and have them write great. things and and this would be a great idea mm-hmm. to have them do that and then I can I can envision in 5 years on your bookshelf you'd have all these journals, yes. you know, from all your trips and have that as sort of your own library, your and own I, archive. I keep thinking, gosh, my kids or my, you know, right. will get to read these in the future. Right. And a part of me is like, that's slightly terrifying, you know, <laughs> like, do you want your 25 year old self to yes. be reading things? Yes. But at the same time, I look back on that and I cringe a little, you know, yeah. <laughs> at times, yeah. the things I decided to do or, you know, write about. But I also think, gosh, this was, this is a moment in my life and I'll never, I'll never forget that. Right. And we have our phones and I feel like they do get lost in the shuffle, those pictures that you have. But this is something that I can look back on. And, you know, I told my husband now, I said, if I ever die before you, I'm not sure if I want you to burn these or read these or go, you know. That's right. right. Well, speaking of things you've done, what's what's uh, what's an unknown fact about about you? Yeah. That you would share. I would say one that I already mentioned was that I think people instantly think that I have been, um, I started traveling so young and that that's the reason why, and that my family has a lot of money and that's how I was able to travel so much. And it's 
not at all. I didn't start traveling until I was in my 20s. And that always seems to be resonate with people because I think they're like, wait, but I'm so behind. You're never behind. Like start right now, wherever you are. And it's amazing how much you can do. So it's not necessarily a, I don't, it's just so interesting because people always think like I must've started a long time ago and I really didn't. Or had a lot of money. Yes. That's what people think about travel because in the old days, only business executives traveled Yes, and everyone dressed up on the planes and it was very formal and now... Everybody can, you know, yeah. can, can plan for that. And I think it's the organization. I, I'm really big about organizing your trip in the way that works for you. So if you're a person that you know you need like an expensive hotel and all that, well, of course, you're going to have to save for that. Well, I stayed in hostels when I was doing it. Like I was able to budget for those because I knew the type of traveler that I was. You know, it's OK for me to do the free walking tours and the hostels in the I stayed in women's only rooms. If you felt unsafe about, you know, like you work around around what works for you. Um, I always tried to go to countries that I felt like I could find a cheap plane ticket to. So keep a tracker on. And then I would only book the ticket when it became something cheap, you know, became an affordable price for me. So yeah, money is a factor, of course, for everything. But I think if you know where you want to go or you have an idea of what you want to do, I think you can work your budget around that for something that you feel comfortable with. But if you know you're the type of person that needs, you know, a more luxury travel experience, then you just have to know you have to save for that. Sure, <laughs> and I think it sure. just goes from there. And um, people always think I must have stayed in these beautiful locations. Like, no, I <laughs> have definitely stayed in some interesting places. But nowadays there's reviews for everything. So know where you're going beforehand. You know, I went to an Airbnb in like 2012 and I look back and I'm like, why did like, it was right when it just started. And I can't believe I did it by myself, you know, in Barcelona. I'm like, why did I do that? But nowadays you can look up places that have great reviews that you know will be safe. That's just the type of thing that you need to look for. And I think that really helps you decide. Um, Besides all the planning and the budgeting, give us a couple of tips or strategies to really take the leap. Yeah, for if, sure. You know, so, someone mm. always thinks it has to be uh, international or exotic. Absolutely. I think the number one thing for me is a trip does not have to be abroad. There are so many beautiful things in our backyards that we don't ever do. And I think that's something I've actually learned in the last few years is how much there is around us in your own country or your own state or your own you know area that you can do four hours away are different places that you have no idea and you can make that a solo trip for yourself. So for example, I live in Colorado and going to New Mexico is like a completely different experience for, I'm from California, you know, I live in Colorado. New Mexico is a completely different experience for me and I love that. And so you can do that alone and go to an, a really interesting place like Taos or Santa Fe, for example, that really help you step outside your comfort zone a little bit, being by yourself, but it doesn't necessarily have to be this exotic vacation that costs a lot of money to do. So baby steps, maybe. Baby steps. some baby steps that are affordable, and yet you might feel more comfortable in the States. Yeah. Or in your neighboring state. Yes. You know, even. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah, in your own state, which is, you know, a place close by. We have a big state here in Texas. Yeah, exactly. There's probably so much you can do here that I think you realize, I think, like you said, the baby steps, if you're really wanting to go do solo travel, for me, the idea is take a weekend to yourself. 
I know that may be hard for some people who are parents or, you know, but sometimes it's little things like that that you realize it's not so scary to sit at dinner by yourself because I think that's what really scares people is like, what am I going to do by myself? Losing that fear of doing it, I think it's then you'll realize you can do it here in your own hometown and go sit by yourself in a restaurant because for some people that seems so scary, you know, without your phone or without a buffer of someone else to do it. And I think it just, it really takes you outside your comfort zone in a way that I don't think we get to experience very often because we're surrounded by so many people that we are used to. And then we look at our phone all day and all. I just think it really will help you just sort of lose the fear in other things because you'll see, okay, that wasn't so bad. I can do this. I can sit here and I can stare or I can read a book if that is what you want. Or I actually do that talk too. with someone. Yes. Or talk with someone. Yep. Yes. And it's amazing who you'll probably end up meeting along the way. And I, I think you probably have the most incredible conversations that you'll have at those times because you'll be more present and in the moment. That's great. Well, and looking forward, yes. uh, speaking of moments in five years, yeah. where will you be in five years? Will you have continued to travel? Will you bring your family with you? Yeah. Will you... That's the hope. So I'm pregnant right now, which is great. And my hope is, is that I have now met a partner who loves to travel as much as I do, but also encourages me to travel by myself. So my hope is to continue to solo travel because my goal is to continue to do at least one country, a new country a year is always what I like to do. Um, so I've been to 38 right now. My goal is to be at 40 and before I'm 40. So I'm close to the 40 and close to the 40. So I would love in the next five years to continue to go to a country a year and and bring my family along with me for that, if that's the case. If it's by myself or it's now taking my son to get to go, you know, around the world or to try something new. And if it's, maybe it's not going to be going to Egypt, which I've done and it was great, but maybe it's just doing something like we're going somewhere closer, you know, like Canada or the UK, you know, where it's not such a daunting task to do these exotic countries. My goal is to continue to do that because it feels, I want to instill that, that sense of travel with him and with my family. And I think it's just so important to continue to do. I think so too. Well, and do you have a do you have a favorite country outside of the US? Oh yeah, great question. It's so hard because you know you can say what you love so much about so many different sure, places. Sure. But I uh, I I did some volunteering in South America and I lived with families while I was there, so it's really hard for me not to think about that because I feel like I had such an ingrained experience with that. Another thing I did by myself, also volunteering abroad, which is really an incredible if you're looking. You have that on some of your web pages and website as well, and that's some interesting story there. Yeah, Yeah. so if you're ever a little bit scared, we didn't touch on this, but uh, if you are scared to do solo travel, a great way to join is to do some volunteering abroad for a week or a month or whatever, however much time you have. They have some great programs out there just to help you not feel so alone but to be doing something good. So one of my favorite countries is Peru because I got to spend, you know, six weeks. I lived in Cusco, which is where kind of the base of Machu Picchu. And so I just have such a fond, fond, fond memories of my time there because of getting to live there. And um, the culture there is incredible and the people are just wonderful. And 
it's hard not to think about that as some of my favorite sure. places to go. Sure. So, you know, that's really special to me. Well, we actually have a listener or two from Peru. Oh. I noticed they popped up on, on my stats last oh, week. So there's someone so out there listening. Okay. And Love it. You know, so so we'll see if we can inspire some of yes. that too. So, well, that's great. I appreciate yeah. you chatting with us and well, inspiring you. me because thank I you. think... We travel a lot as women on business, mm-hmm. but I don't think we think about traveling for the sake of travel. Yes. And to, fu- and to fulfill you in a different way that I don't think we get to do very often for ourselves, you know? And I think that is, as women especially, we're the type of, we're very selfless, right? And I think traveling by yourself is really selfish and it's really wonderful to do sometimes. And I hope we can inspire people to do that. Even like we said, it's a short weekend close to your home, starting small and growing from there, uh, I think will really, can really change your life. Challenge accepted. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. Check out the show notes for more information about this episode. And please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, please let me know. I'm Judy Oscom. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. Check out the show notes for more information about this episode. You can find this podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com or drjudyoscom at gmail.com. That's drjudyoscom at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.